This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. I, I don't know anything. I, I'm strictly always been under the category of I don't, I don't know anything. And welcome to the shit they don't tell you about podcasts. Why do you always start with a a like connector word like and? What do you mean? You said and welcome to shit they don't tell you. You didn't She's say anything. Been a good host. You didn't yeah. say anything before She's that. Been a good host. Anyway, hi, welcome to shit they don't tell you. I'm Nikki Limo, and I'm I'm the Crypto King. And today we are talking about indeed one of the most incredible whistleblower stories. Mm-hmm about unidentified flying objects or UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena. Yeah. That I've literally ever heard about in my, in my whole life. Really? It's the craziest? It's by far the craziest. Why is it the craziest? I want to know. Okay, so let me let me explain to you. This is so this episode is titled the the 10 incredible things the UFO whistleblower just leaked to the public. Yeah. But first I want to give you a little bit of background. Okay. Okay. So there's this cat. His name is David Grosh, and I, I'm not pronouncing that correctly. Okay. That was uh, a gross pronunciation of thank it. Thank you. Um, in June of 2023, he is a United States Chair Force officer, uh-huh. or I'm sorry, some people call it the Air Force. Okay. But my whole family is Air Force, and- You call it Chair Force. My whole life, everyone's called it Chair Force. Got it. So you never know That's how That's hilarious. People... Why is it funny? It's funny. What's funny about it? Because it's like most people say Air Force. Oh, well, for us, it's just about, you know, being correct, doing it accurately. So he says that he was approached by other officials within the federal government who informed him that the government maintains a highly secretive UAP or unidentified aerial phenomenon. Not to be confused with WAP. Which is what I asked, pussy. Yes. Um, no, a highly secretive UAP retrieval program and possesses non-human spacecraft and more and he um filed this complaint with the u.s office of the intelligence community inspector general which would allow him to present classified information to the u.s senate select committee on intelligence along with a complaint of retaliation by his superiors right so he says that when i spoke out about this or when i started to say i'm going to do a whistleblower complaint Uh uh-huh um, I was retaliated against supposedly in, inside the government, um, and so he he also says that he made a, a similar complaint in 2021 about classified information that he asserted had been concealed from Congress to thwart their oversight of a UFO or UAP retrieval program that he believes to have existed since the 1940s. Yeah. So what are his credentials, right? So who gives a shit, right? Like this could just be some guy. Well, he um, he's a he was a decorated combat officer within the United States Air Force. Okay. During the war in Afghanistan, he was a veteran of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, or NGA, and the National Reconnaissance Office (NRO). And from 2019 to 2021, he was the representative of the NRO 
to the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. And that is when he was the co-lead for the analysis um, at the NGA and, and its representative to the task force. He assisted in drafting the National Defense Authorization Act of 2023, which includes provisions for reporting of UFOs, including whistleblower protections and exemptions to non-disclosure orders and agreements. It also requires the military to review UFO sightings back to 1945. He left the government on April 7th of 2023, fairly recently. Right. Okay. So his complaint, right, in 2021. Uh-huh. He basically says, hey, I am a part of this UAP task force, and there are many things in here that are being withheld from my task force by elements of the intelligence community to purposefully and and intentionally thwart legitimate congressional oversight of the UAP program. What's the point of having the program then? Well, exactly. I mean, well, that's what that's what a lot of people wonder is, is it just a front job to cover for things? And we'll get to that. Okay. So he's like a modern day Admiral Byrd. Well, we'll see. So, okay. um, although I'm a big Admiral Byrd fangirl, so I don't I think he quite lives up to it yet. Okay. So I'm just. Okay. Well, we'll see how you feel. Okay. So um, there's a law firm called, and this is all very important, folks. I promise you bear with me here. There's a law firm called Compass Rose Legal Group, and they have a partner named Charles McCullough. He's a former um, intelligence officer. He began to represent Grosh in connection with his complaint and associated personnel matters in February of 2022 after his complaint. In June of 2023, Compass Rose announced it had successfully concluded its representation of Grosh in the matter. Okay. Okay, look, there's two complaints that he filed, right? Okay. Whistleblower complaints, one in 2021 and one in 2022. Okay, and in in both claims, not only was he there was moments where he says there were reprisals against him inside the agency, but there was also a moment where he basically says, um, "Hey, you know, I I can't do my job because." Um, Everything that I'm saying right now is not being heard by the officials. Like there are people inside of the agency who won't give me access. Yeah, and so I'm being rejected everywhere I go. And um, the ICIG or the Intelligence Council, they found his assertion that information was inappropriately concealed from Congress to be urgent and credible in response to the filed disclosure by the law firm who was representing Mr. Grosh. Hmm. So basically saying like, hey, these are valid claims. Can you guys please check this out? Their own, the people that he's complaining about? Um, no, the 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 ICIG, the oh. Intelligence Community Inspector General. Okay. Right? So, so, so when he reports his whistleblower complaint, it yeah. goes to him. Okay. And then he says, this is valid. You guys need to check this shit out. Yeah. Okay. So, a lot of levels to this. A lot of levels. So let's get into his claims, okay? We okay. got into his credentials now and his complaint, but now let's really get into the specifics. Okay. So he claims they are from another dimension. Who? That's number one. The that's UAPs? what Mr. Grouch says. He well, he says he says that's that's a potential possibility here. So the program that he was part of, yeah. what was their 
do or with what was what was they what were they getting in a way of him accomplishing investigating um, everything that the United States government had intelligence wise about unidentified aerial phenomena. Okay. So his, he was working there uh-huh. and then he's saying, I can't get information here from everything. Right. And he has, cl- he has, um, a clearance at every level. Right. So, he's so like, there's no reason why they should withhold, withhold what this. What are their me. job is just to research them or. Yes. Okay. To, to validate them or, or, um, debunk them. Okay. As people have, these sightings and yeah. they submit videos and whatever evidence photographs whatever mm-hmm. their job is to vet them just seems like a lot of cooks in the kitchen maybe do you know what i mean like like if, it, if that's the your program's whole goal like and they're being cock blocked like what it just seems like there's too many government programs that too many cooks in the kitchen or maybe the only you know kitchen that gets spotlit is the one that's the show. Mm-hmm. So who knows, right? Yeah. So then anyway, he complains because he, he doesn't have access. And he's like, how am I supposed to research this if I don't have access? And then the guy, his like, superior is like, yeah, valid. Yep. Okay. So then he's saying. And then he's saying they're from different I don't want dimensions. To, he's saying, I don't want to denote origin. I don't think we have all the data to say, oh, they're coming from a certain location exactly. So after he complains, he gets access and this is what he found. No, he's saying, he's saying there are things in the program that were withheld from him. Okay. But he is getting information from other people inside of these special access programs. Uh-huh. Saying like, hey, dude, what you're being shown is not the deepest part of it i see There's way more shit okay like for example this okay so then he's saying you know i'm not saying they're from a like zeta reticuli star system he's or not whatever specifics he's just saying they're from a different they're he's not saying from they're, Earth. they're not us uh-huh you know they're not human beings yeah and they refer to them as not even they don't even call them anything human they call them um non-human intelligence or nhis okay okay um, and we'll get to that too. But he's basically saying, you know, we don't know they're, they're coming from the fucking moon, right? Mm-hmm. But we know that there are extra dimensions due to high energy particle collisions. And there's a theoretical explanation to explain why, you know, these vehicles could be coming from a different physical dimension than right. exists. Like, I don't know exactly like it where it could be from. layered on top of our, our, oh, our Earth. Own, yeah. Exactly. Um, and, you know, it could be that this is not necessarily extraterrestrial, which is what everyone's inclined to think always, right? Right. Um, and and it's coming from a higher dimensional physical space that might not that might be collated, co-located here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Number two, craziest shit that I've ever heard about. The Vatican maybe helped the United States recover an aircraft that was found by Mussolini's government in Italy. So check this out. He says the first UFO case he was briefed on involved a vehicle down in Italy in 1933. He says it's been long known that the regime of Italian dictator Benito Mussolini documented numerous UAP. And an, inter- an internal memo from the Italian Secret Services includes crude drawings of such UAPs. In 1933 was the first recovery in Europe and in Magenta, Italy, said Mr. Grosch. They recovered a partially intact vehicle. Then the Mussolini government allegedly kept it in storage somewhere until near the end of World War II, where Pope Pius XII back-channeled the existence of the object to the United States, 
which obtained it in 1944 or 1945. So the Vatican was somehow involved. And he's just saying all this shit. Yeah. That's crazy. So this was the most wild shit I've ever heard about. Yeah. I'm skeptical on like... If okay, you're not skeptical, you're not, you don't have a heartbeat. Totally. Totally. So, I mean, because he also, when we watch the interview, talks about the disinformation campaign, right? This dis- disinformation act and how there's constantly, you know, floods of disinformation. So how do we know that he's not part of the disinformation? How do we know that? Like Richard Doty style. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. he's coming out with all, I'm a whistleblower, but like, what if this is just another level of disinformation? And then like coincidentally, the like week after this whistleblower comes out with these interviews, there's sightings of extraterrestrial beings in Las Vegas. Like, there's nine foot bodies and like they're saying there's footage of them. There's ring doorbell footage and like, and that just so happens to be the week after all yeah, this well, comes out. It's it's funny how that works too. Cause like, this is a guy who's a whistleblower who's like actually has credentials. And then there's just some kid who's like, I swear I saw him and saw her thousands of footsteps around me and shit. Yeah. And that was a bullshit. I think whistle. I think that was bullshit. All bullshit. Yeah. You have a fucking alien in your yard. Uh huh. There's no cameras. Like you don't everyone have has an fucking, iPhone. Like come no on. No iPhones. Not anyone in your whole family has an iPhone. You can't just fucking snap this thing. Yeah, exactly. It would change your lives forever. You could sell that photo for millions of dollars. It's always like that. I know. It's always like that. And then they say like you know some people say that they have some technology that erases their image from cameras or whatever. Like it's so weird. Yeah, and that's what this kid was saying. He's like, I was like super. He's like so like I saw it and then like I got super slow and I couldn't even move. And it's like, bro. Yeah. Fine, but like, you got nothing. There's nothing in your yard. Yeah. They pointed to this fucking circle. I know. Remember the circle? Yeah, the circle. They found the circle on Google Earth like from years earlier. The circle was just there always. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, who knows what is what, but. But when you say police body cameras found an uh, the UFO and then they went to a house and like that had ETs. Yeah, exactly. People just eat that shit up. Well, it became, it, it was the same week as this. So I know. it's and like. Then this guy's out there saying like, hey, this shit's real. Please just investigate it. Yeah. See if I'm full of shit. Right. Which we'll get to. Okay. So number three of his wildest claims, right? People were perhaps killed to protect the secret. He says he couldn't disclose whether UFOs have ever harmed anyone because it would, quote, reveal certain U.S. classified operations. <laughs> He said, however, that people briefed on the matter told him there have been, quote, malevolent events. Well, like that one guy that lost, I forget his name, that lost his hand. He, like, went to the underground tunnels and oh. accidentally stumbled upon, like, an basically an alien war or I something. That story. And, like, A they lasered his hand off and he, like, lost his hand. And he's done speaking tours and stuff, but then he, like, suddenly died or something. I guess, like that. Don't, don't you remember do watching remember that. that? Yeah. yeah it was a you ba- don't remember yeah, his name or anything? No, I don't. Damn. Um, but yeah, they, that would have been say, cool to have that information. They say there have been malevolent events in yeah. which humans were hurt. <clears throat> and he also said um, that he he saw substantive evidence that white crawler, white collar crime had been committed to cover up the clandestine UFO programs. And he, he claimed that officials he interviewed have described killings done over the years, quote, in order to hide the operations <laughs> And he says, yeah, I heard some really un-American things that I don't want to repeat right now. Huh. Basically saying, like, tacitly saying, hey, yeah. People suicided themselves. 
Yeah, exactly. People yeah. got suicided. They got real depressed all of a sudden yeah, after yeah. finding about UFO stuff. Okay, number three wildest claim is that the UFOs are actually huge. Nine foot tall? No, like some of them. So he says he's spoken with intelligence officials who have been brief, briefed on giant UFOs observed by the U.S. military. A lot of them are very large, like football field kind of size. Oh, the UAPs. Yeah, the UAPs. Yeah. And he remembers um, interviewing this person and thinking, either these people are lying to me, they're having a psychotic break, or this is some crazy but true stuff that's maybe happening. Well, there was that one town, wasn't it in like Arizona, where like the whole sky got blotted out? That was the Phoenix Lights incident yeah. in 96, so, Arizona. So that lines up with that. It does. Like it, it covered like four city blocks. Yep. And that's the thing. It's, you know, it's... It's not just these little incidents like swamp gas is how things have been described previously. Mm -hmm. In fact, like during um, like just during Roswell, one of the biggest things that started happening in the 60s is they got a guy to come out and say like, oh, well, this is just a bunch of swamp gas or it's Venus uh -huh. or it's the crescent moon. That's what they're seeing. <laughs> and people just felt gaslit by the yeah, government. Obviously. Yeah. But that was swamp gaslit. Thank you. And that but that's how. You know, we're going to get to to that too. How the misinformation can play into this stuff. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, um, he says, yeah, you can't just say it's ball lightning and move on, right? You can't yeah. just write off people who saw something. Um, this is tangible technical craft that we're seeing up close and personal in some cases. Okay, number four, craziest shit, right? A private contractor who we, who he cannot claim he cannot say. Okay is storing downed or stolen craft not of human origin. Now, when you hear me say he cannot say, you might say, well, that's there he's, There you go. He's full of shit, right? But he's he's actually um, has a, an extremely high security clearance. He cannot say without breaching his clearance, right? Without committing a felony. He's trying to do the things the right way. He's trying to do the things the right way by reporting the things that he's heard about uh -huh. and even some a lot of the things that he's seen. But he cannot come out and say exactly Official. what it is officially because it's classified and that would be different Sorry. than having a whistleblower complaint right that would be a breach of of yeah his clearance okay um so he says there's a, a ufo retrieval program that's in secret the government has not publicly acknowledged and it has been given to a defense contractor he says i don't want to name the specific companies or government elements but overall, the government has been the custodian of UFO evidence, and they'll hand receipt it out to a cleared defense contractor to do some analysis. And then he want, you know, he says you basically have a sole source arrangement, and you allow certain private corporate elements to look at this, develop potential insight, and then they sell it back to the government for a profit. And I think it's totally unethical. Yeah, definitely. Um, which I think is maybe the most poignant thing in this entire thing of how the this government shit works. profiting off of things that should be available to the public. That's just, crazy. Just ridiculous. Okay. Number five, wildest things, right? Yep. When you recover something that's either landed or crashed, sometimes you encounter dead pilots. Ooh. So Ooh. he's saying he saw like actual. He says, believe it or not, bodies. as fantastical as that sounds, it's true. They wow. found bodies of these pilots yeah whoever they were did and you ever, wherever they're from did you ever watch that thing in the 90s the alien autopsy 
I did, but it was like trash. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like they're just operating on a dead doll. Yeah, but like what if that's what they look like? That would be hilarious. <laughs> like it, they don't even need to cover it up because it's like it looks so fake that. Dude, what if like what if aliens are just made out of yarn? <laughs> and then we're just like, yeah, right. That's just a bunch of yarn or it's a puppet. Sure. And then we're like the aliens are like, uh-huh. Yeah, we are puppets, assholes. Yeah. Hiding in plain sight, aren't we? <laughs> okay, check this out. Number six, wildest things. The Mussolini UFO that I mentioned to you? Yeah. So bringing it back to the United States was also coordinated by multinational governments. So there's an agency, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, it's called Five Eyes. No, Five Guys? Five the, the Eyes. pizza place? Five Eyes. Okay. The, and Five Guys is a burger place. Five Eyes is a pizza place. You're not a pizza person. Shut the fuck up. You like Domino's. Continue. Um. So asked which nations had participated in the Italian incident by journalist Gail Lombert, uh, David Grosh says, the whistleblower says, that it was the Five, the five Eyes, an intelligence agency comprising Australia, Canada, New Zealand, the United States, and the United Kingdom. Okay. So they all helped to coordinate it. Now, why in the hell would all those governments want the craft to go to us, to the USA? Huh. It's very weird yeah. how all this stuff works. Maybe uh, war reparations? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, clearly we set Europe up like after World War II. Yeah. And that's kind of where all this spicy stuff was happening. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was so fascinating. Yeah, it is pretty fascinating. Okay, number seven, the craft are made up of materials not seen on our planet whatsoever. He says, based on the very specific properties that I was briefed on, isotopic ratios that have to be engineered for it to be at those levels, but also just extremely strange heavy atomic metal high up on the periodic table. Arrangements that we don't understand. You know what the emergent properties are, but there's just a very strange mix of elements, he said. And he is very certain there's no way that that stuff's from here. Isn't that what Bob Lazar said, too? It is. It matches. So there's a lot of the people who are skeptical of this uh-huh. who are saying, isn't this guy just hitting all of the touchstones of like... Stuff we've already heard. But but not just that, but like if you are like a UFO aficionado, yeah, he's hitting like your Ten Commandments, right, right, and like isn't that you know, the, too perfect? Too perfect, right? Or too yeah? That's too, that's the problem I have with all of this is that it just feels a little too perfect, and like when I look when I think about like okay, well, what's the motive then? Like, why would they if if let's say this wasn't some sort of agenda? Like, why would they be doing? this now like why would they allow him to create this narrative you know like what would be the agenda and i don't know it seems like if there's an outside species then maybe humans would want to come together as like a same team and form i don't know a one world government a new world order let's go anyway I'm not a conspiracy theorist or anything. You're quoting a president of the United States. You're talking about what George H.W. Bush said. Just saying. Um, no, you're, you're not wrong, right? So we're going to get to a lot of this stuff, too. I really want to dig also in also just felt like, I don't know what you thought about his body mannerisms, like his body language and his facial f- feature, like the way he expresses himself 
felt off to me. Well, my brother-in-law talks weird too. I, you know, and I like him. I understand. It's, you just never know. It, yeah, and it could be just being on camera. Some people aren't like used to being on camera, yeah. and so they act a different way. But it was like really eyebrows up and like smiling the whole time, and then also like when he was saying yes, he was shaking his head no. Like a lot, like that's like just little things like that. If I've learned anything though, yeah, from being on YouTube for thirteen years, Mm -hmm. it's bilingual experts are full of shit. Um, When people, let me just explain. Okay, when people insist that they know I'm saying something or whatever, I'm lying about something or whatever. By the way, I didn't watch any body language videos. I'm I'm just saying that like he, it was just a little off to me. But doing these things, I, I just, I don't know. For me, when people judge what I'm saying, because like the way he's saying it, there's no way he like knows he's like lying, and I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? Like when I got accused of saying fake pranks and I was talking about it, yeah, like, oh, you could just tell he's looking up to the left. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. I didn't fake my stupid prank. Go ask my producers. Go ask the fucking guy. Go ask anybody. But like, they're, oh, you could just tell oh, he's hesitating. He's like oh, fucking breathing. It's like, dude, I totally get that. Yeah. I'm just saying, like as a as a pretty intuitive person i'm not even discounting what he's saying i'm just saying that it came off it just felt a little off the way he was saying it and i'm not saying that it's right or wrong i'm not saying he's lying i'm not saying any of that it just felt off this is a guy who spent a lot of time inside by the way sure a lot of time i'm not taking away any of those credentials uh and hey, you're, you have every right to be as skeptical as and you want. also like why did they destroy bob lazar's life but now they're just like confirming a lot of this stuff i don't yeah it's a good question um if we believe bob lazar which we do but whatever we're big bob lazar fans we're biased as fuck we love bob yeah. lazar and i love all this shit i would too. love to see his reaction to this guy me too <laughs> So check, he would probably be really skeptical. That's the best part about Bob Lazar. I know. Well, Bob Lazar wishes he never said anything. Yeah, because he thinks we're all ungrateful fucks. Yeah. And I agree. I mean, and maybe I'm being an ungrateful fuck to this guy that's coming out with this information and doing it the right way. Like, too bad his eyebrows Bob, didn't move too good. Bob Lazar said it the wrong way. This this guy's say, doing it the right way <laughs> protocol, and I'm still pissed about it, you yeah, know? Fair. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm just some asshole, but I it just... It feels weird is all and like why they're this is the timing of it. Okay, feels well, when, weird. We're going to take a break. Okay. When we come back, we're going to talk about Roswell. We're going to talk about um, maybe a, an alliance that has been formed between our government and these unidentified alien intelligence uh, group. Right. And we're going to talk about the man who saved the fucking world that nobody really ever talks about or knows about. But there's a Russian who saved the world. I heard about this guy. And it's insane. And we will be right back. (laughs) Buy whatever we tell you to buy. And also, please check us out on Patreon. Helps out the show so much. Nothing helps the show, like going to patreon.com slash sticky. Um, You can get this show a day early. Also, I do a show every week called Crypto Corner every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We do go deep on the cryptos. And we do free roll poker tournament every single month. That's right. Plus and their Discord stream. community. And our Discord community is off the freaking chain. We recently, like two of our Discord members, longtime OG Discord members, like met up in person. It was so cute. They oh, that's just, cute. Yeah. Shout out to Joe and Mandy. That's so sick. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, we will be right back. Hey, 
Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout-outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout-out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blythe. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Cute. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> and welcome back. So, number eight on my list of the most insane things that this cat is whistleblowing on. Roswell was absolutely about a fallen UFO. He says there's a sophisticated, and this is where we're going to get into a lot of how the disinformation campaign stuff works, right? Mm-hmm. There's a sophisticated different disinformation campaign in the United States with regard to non-human life in aircraft. He also made stunning claims that go back to the famous Roswell incident. He says, you know, at the time, right, that Roswell happened. Yeah. So there they was said a, it was like a weather balloon. Well, and no, the first thing that came out was that, hey, this is an alien spacecraft that crashed and there is alien bodies. Uh-huh. That came out of the, from the government okay. to the reporters who came on the scene. Shit. That was the first report. Oh, I didn't know that. The second report was the scrubbed over report. Uh-huh. That was when they said, no, it was a fucking weather balloon experiment and we had a bunch of crash test Our dummies. Our bad, we can't tell this difference. Yep, and we had crash test dummies and don't worry, we investigated it and haha, isn't that crazy we said that shit? Yeah, we, even though it was us that did that balloon, like yep. we just forgot about it. And the yeah, and so you know, the material that was recovered was described as metallic and rubbery, but um, which was the official story from the U.S. Air Force. But the first thing that they said officially was that it was a flying disc, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. So then, you know, to quell all of our fears, because this is this resonated for a long time, and then if you remember, the X Files came out in the nineties. Yeah, there's a lot of Roswell talk in the X Files. If you ever watched it, yeah. And in conveniently in 1994, the Air Force released a full report to clear up the Roswell quote conspiracy theory. And Mr. Grouch says that he read the full report, and he says the analysis they did was a total hack job. He's like, I mean, if any anybody with analytical skills, if you read the report, you can deduce that they're they're completing multiple situations, right? Crash test dummies and movable dunes. He says they they're just saying that the townsfolk who, who personally witnessed it were totally imagining things. They concocted the whole report just to disinform. <laughs> and this is And he's part of the Air Force. He is part of the Air Force. Yeah. And so is Richard Doty, who is a known um, disinformation yes provocateur yeah who got deep inside the ufo community and gave them false a inf- lot of false information yeah, he mixed it in with truth with true yeah. information but now you can't tell the difference nope. and it's only true because he was right like the things that he was saying back then about uaps have been confirmed now by our government okay so that's the true part right of what yeah. richard Doty was saying do we know what else was true not yet yeah okay so the government refers to them as nhis this is number nine. How come they keep getting changed? It was ETs and then there was EBEs and now because it's Because you have to, they NHIs. Did, did such a successful job of poisoning those words in your brain. Right. Like UFOs. Yeah. That's now why they're, they're UAPs. officially talk about it, they can't sound silly because they already made those words silly. Yeah. It's like the word conspiracy theorist. Do you know where that came from? 
The CIA. It came from the CIA after JFK was assassinated. Uh-huh. They started to associate anybody who questioned that assassination or what happened that day. If it wasn't the official account that really was shoddily investigated by by many, you know, yeah. um, many experts in the field, right, agree that it was shoddily investigated. Yeah. They were referred to anybody who questioned the official narrative as conspiracy theorists. So, so that word is poisoned even too. Mm-hmm. So now you can't say, you know, if you get called a conspiracy theorist, everyone just starts laughing at you instantly. Yeah. Even though, you know, you're just questioning the official account. Yeah. Okay. So. I don't, NH- get, I don't get why it's not the normal to ask lots of questions about everything. Well, the government doesn't want anyone asking questions if they want you to believe something. But it's crazy how society, like, like I feel like the majority of society does, like, looks down on people who ask questions that question any mainstream narrative or anything they teach in schools. Like, as if school is, like, the official source of everything, even though the textbooks are all funded by different companies and stuff. Like, if you really dig into like what everybody's trained to read and think and and know as fact like and without questioning anything it's just Do you know who Scott Ritter is? Um no. He's a UN weapons inspector. He was like the head of the UN weapons inspector program in um 2003 during the build up to the Iraq 2002 and 2003 during the mm-hmm. build up to the Iraq war. Yeah. Scott Ritter was on mainstream media outlets CNN, MSNBC, Fox, NBC, CNBC. ABC everywhere yeah. saying Saddam does not have weapons of mass destruction. This is all bullshit. Yeah. It's all made up. And they all clowned <clears throat> on him nonstop. He was portrayed as a villain. He was destroyed in the media by every channel. Destroyed. Same thing you're talking about. Yeah. Here's a guy who actually is in, he's there and he's like, they don't have it. This is bullshit. But when they want you to think something, they use the media as a weapon against you. And that's what happened to Scott Definitely. And then, and then, guess what? The next Scott Ritter goes, yeah, I don't think I want to be the Scott Ritter. Exactly. That's but, same with Bob Lazar. Same with Julian Assange. Same yeah. with Edward Snowden. Yeah. Okay. Um, so number nine, right? Yeah. The government refers to them as NHI or non-human intelligence and believes they want to understand our technological progress, right? So he, so officials observed a craft that appeared to be intelligently controlled, and we've talked about this before. Uh huh. Hovered, hovering over the over nuclear weapons, right? And um, a silo and ten nuclear ICBM missiles or intercontinental ballistic missiles were shut down. He says it certainly looks like they, the non-human organisms, want to understand how far we've advanced in our nuclear fissile kind of technologies. At the very least, now recall we've talked about this before on the show, but I'll bring you up to speed. Edgar Mitchell, he walked on the moon. He w- was there for Daddy. Apollo fourteen. Nice. He told the Daily Mirror in 2015, he says, White Sands was a testing ground for atomic weapons, and that's what the extraterrestrials were interested in. They wanted to know about our military capabilities. My own experience talking to people has made it clear the ETs have been attempting to keep us from going to war and help create peace on Earth. He also told the Daily Mirror that other military personnel had confided in him that alien spacecraft were responsible for disabling nuclear missiles and for shooting them down over the Pacific coast. Well, if y'all would have just listened to Admiral Byrd in the fucking beginning, he said all this, he went to the center of the earth and met these NHIs. We're not helping. He met these NHIs. This This is Admiral Byrd we're talking about. David Grouch is not talking about Admiral Byrd, though. No, I know that, but Admiral Byrd said the same fucking thing. He said he talked to the people, these these beings that are NHIs that 
gave him a message that said, go back to your government and tell them to stop using nuclear weaponry. That's the main message that they told him yeah. was like, go back and tell this was during World War Two. And they said, stop, stop doing the nuclear weapons. But wasn't that from his diary, stop. though? Yeah. It wasn't. No, no. Him. He went back to the U.S. Yeah. and was like, hey, this is what they said. Yeah. And then the U.S. sent that fleet of of uh, of american soldiers uh they they sent the navy fleet like they sent like a huge armada of like 4500 people and it did not end well and that was all to find the ufo they were fighting ufos yeah but but this was all in a diary that was found after his death yeah but uh he and that's the, that's the fallacy though of maybe admirable admiral bird right is that it was maybe he a, was made to be silent well i understand but like i'm just saying little different of an account right david grosh is out there saying this shit out in public saying it yeah not finding it later when he dies and like who knows who wrote you the don't diary. want to believe admiral bird <laughs> that's the like, problem with admiral bird that's on you no, that is the problem with admiral bird he did say some really sexy shit in an interview that i watched but they did send a fleet of 4500 people i believe you i just don't to antarctica okay i believe you i don't know much about that as far as the official a lot of people died account from bird right uh-huh it's not as sexy as the diary is. And that's the problem with Bert for me. What was that mission called? Anyway. I don't know. Um, anyway. This was Operation High Jump. I mean, that's like not from a diary. But it was to uh, establish an, an Arctic research base. Then how come a bunch of hundreds of men died? Let me see. So there's only two deaths during Operation High Jump. That's bullshit. There was hundreds of deaths. They had to cancel the mission and like bring them all back because there were so many deaths. Yeah, there's a bunch of conflicting reports. It says 40 U.S. scientists and support personnel died have died in Antarctica since the beginning of Operation High Jump. 29 of them died in aircraft accidents. In all, 20 helicopters and 30 fixed-wing airplanes were destroyed. That's a lot of aircrafts that got yeah, destroyed. Yeah, but it's from some guy in Cora. It's, it's hard to find like the fucking... Admiral Byrd, Operation High Jump, look it up. <laughs> just go back to when i say y'all should listen to admiral bird he said that they that he went met nhis and they told him to go back to the government and stop using nuclear weapons and then operation high jump happened they well admiral bird was told to be silent about this and then operation high jump happened where they went out to fight in towards antarctica and it had to be aborted because the mission was a huge failure but anyway the whole message was stop using nuclear weaponry from the people from the like supposedly okay. like in his journal supposedly in his journal that got revealed later where he's like i can't be silent anymore so mr grosh also mentions in his interview article three of the treaty signed in 1971 between the usa and the ussr to avoid a nuclear conflict and if you look at the text of this treaty, this is from 52 years ago, it says, Article 3, the parties undertake to notify each other immediately in the event of detection by missile warning systems of unidentified objects, or in the event of signs of interference with these systems or with related communications facilities, if such occurrences could create a risk of outbreak of nuclear war between the two countries. Basically, to be like, hey, that's not us. It's not us. Yeah. <clears throat> and they, they actually establish a direct communications channel between each other for the first time ever to, to do that, mm -hmm. right? Um, now, let me tell you about the 26th of September, 1983, 12 years later. There's a guy named Stanislav Petrov, whose job it was 
to basically register if the Soviet Union was being attacked by nuclear missiles or not. Stressful job, right? Mm -hmm. So in the early hours of the morning of, of September 26, 1983, um, all of a sudden, the Soviet Union's early warning systems detected an incoming missile strike from the United States. Computer readouts suggested several missiles had been launched, and the protocol for Soviet military would have been to retaliate immediately with a nuclear attack of its own. But duty officer Stanislav Petrov, whose job it was to register apparent enemy missile launches, decided not to report them to his superiors and instead dismissed them as a false alarm, which was, was a breach was of right. his... Yeah, it was a breach of his instructions, a dereliction of duty, and the safe thing to have been do, uh, for him to do would have been to res pass the responsibility on or to refer up, but many believe his decision to do so may have saved the world. And this is from the BBC. Yeah, I read about this guy. Yeah, it's insane. He basically says, and I'll, I'll just truncate the article here. He says it just didn't seem right. Yeah. He was looking at the readouts mm -hmm. and then he calls it in to somebody else to confirm. And he says that they, he says, first of all, I couldn't fucking move. It was yeah. like I was in the middle of a frying pan. Yeah. And like, I'm looking at the end of the world, essentially. And he's like, yeah, I, I, I instead of reacting, because it basically says, you know, there's a button that says like launch yeah. on his screen in red. It's blinking. And he says, instead of doing that, I decided to call it in. Um, And I basically had it confirmed from other people, which I wasn't supposed to do, that they hadn't seen anything. Mm -hmm. So we don't know what the readout was seeing but was this treaty like which happened you know 12 years prior sort of like one of the reasons why this guy was maybe sussed out about how this shit is right yeah like why wouldn't they think he think right it's a fucking missile like from what the United else could States. it be what else could it be they don't pick up birds on this thing mm -hmm. but so, he's like well it could be the uaps who knows yeah we don't know he never said it no it is an interesting did he connection. get punished i uh he did get punished yeah yeah, he got written up for it, but it wasn't for not launching. It was for his logbook. protocol. His logbook was inaccurate okay. for what happened that night. I see. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of interesting to think that, that maybe the reason why he didn't initially just go fuck it. Yeah. Is because he, he's Cause like, he well, this has happened debriefed before. debriefed on. Yeah, we're yeah. used to this. Okay, number 10. As I intimated before, there are agreements between governments and non-human intelligence mm -hmm. so you know and what many people are gonna think when i say this is like if they're so strong and you know the aliens are, or whoever they are they're so powerful why don't they just wreck us right um and mr gross says that there is an internal document that he wrote about his discoveries that refers to agreements at risk um Agreements that risk putting our future in jeopardy, basically agreements that have been made between um, our civilization and other civilizations in the past. So so they can't do it yet because there's some kind of agreements that have happened. Mm. That seems like the most nuttiest to me. Like, what do you mean they fucking sat down at a table with us? There's a council of five. Maybe the five eyes. Oh, oh shit, five oh, eyes. Shit. Ooh, maybe, it's, maybe it's not like the five countries. Maybe it's like five councils in the sky right could be so check this out when he first hears about so i went through all the craziest things okay when he first hears about this he says he refused to believe it he says that he thought it's totally nuts 
Well, he and, has to say that. And that he thought at first he's being deceived. And people started to confide in him and approach him. He said he had plenty of senior former intelligence officers that came to me, many of which knew I knew almost my whole career, and that confided in me that they were part of a program. They named the program. I would never heard, I'd never heard of it. And they told me based on their oral testimony that they provided me documents and other proof that there was in fact a program that the UAP task force was not read into. Mm -hmm. And that's where all of this shit is. So do you think this is all real or not? I don't know. I, I can't ever say anything for certain. I don't know if what we call reality is real or not. If you want to go really meta. Shit. Uh, I asked the wrong person that question. I, <laughs> I watch a ton of near-death experience videos of people who like died for like seven hours or whatever and spent like a year or two's worth of time in the ethereal world and like learn all about and they have like really similar stories and a lot of them say it's like we're living in a sim so like is this reality and when you talk when he talks about like the overlaying of dimensions i kind of can get on board with that like a lot of the things he's saying are things that line up with things people have said in the past that have gotten written off and maybe because of his credentials people will actually listen to it um but then i also you know there's some newer things that I don't know about and also what what can't he say right. and why I guess why has he been given clearance to say these things but not other things well so so far he has a whistleblower complaint right he can say certain things yeah that he heard from other people which is hearsay yes he cannot say the things that he knows for sure unless he is giving Congress testimony like but like classified testimony okay because it's all classified okay so he's he's basically saying like hey i have information and let, let me let me give you another piece of this right okay so the uap task force he was part of was refused access to the ufo craft retrieval program he says i have based on my full security clearance and multiple polygraphs had the ability to be read into any program that i needed and at one point in time i was extremely highly cleared during that time he says he was refused access to this program. He says he's never personally seen non-human intelligence. He says he's spoken to enough people directly involved in what he calls the program, and he's convinced that it's real because of that. He says he starts out as a non-believer. He came to this as a hardcore physics guy, intel officer. So I have, you know, excuse my language, high bullshit factor. I was very methodical interviewing people who didn't know each other and making sure this wasn't some kind of cover up or some other program. He says he pressed to gain direct access to the program, and that's when all the trouble started. Hmm. He claims his investigation, was, his investigation was stymied. His requests for access were all rebuffed. They shut the door in my face. They denied me access to these programs. Soon after, he starts enduring reprisals and retaliations from above. He said that he gave that information to the intelligence community inspector general, and that's when he filed the complaint. So uh, another piece of this, right? He says the cover-up was coming from the UAP program itself. So, you know, high-level officials in the U.S. government and even presidents have categorically denied that the air traffic, aircraft retrieval unit exists. And just a few weeks ago, a guy named Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, the head of the Pentagon's UAP investigation program, told Congress his team found no credible evidence thus far of extraterrestrial activity or of objects that defy the known laws of physics, but check this out. While a number of 
while a large number of cases in our holdings remain technically unresolved, this is primarily due to lack of data associated with those cases, Kirkpatrick told lawmakers. Gross said he expressed some concerns with, with Kirkpatrick a year ago. He says, I told him what I was starting to uncover, and he didn't follow up with me. He has my phone number. He could have called me. I hope he ultimately does the right thing. He should be able to make the same investigative discoveries I did. Why is the head of the task force mm-hmm. saying something that conflicts with what this guy knows, the whistleblower knows? Yeah. He's saying, this guy has my phone number. Yeah. He hears me saying all this shit. Why doesn't he come call me and question me? If right. he's like, we haven't found anything, I did. Uh huh. Check my work. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's trying to do. So that's what's being pushed through Congress right now. It's funny the way the media is reporting this honestly, because they're basically saying like, man, like a bunch, just a bunch of conspiracy theory shit. And it's like, chum is in the water for all the conspiracy theorists out there. And it's like, dude, this is all like, we're past that. This isn't yeah, the 1990s exactly. anymore, dude. I don't even think I'm like- I'm sorry, like wired. The, exactly. Like it's not <laughs> even that far-fetched. Uh, also, a lot of like old Celtic and Nordic traditions, like Halloween, uh, things that have to do with the changing from the fall to the winter, um, they've always like recorded it as the veil being the thinnest mm. and that entities from- other dimensions can pass through freely during that time and that's why like the Hallows Halloween Eve. yeah Hallows Eve, like all that stuff is what like they would do the the it's called uh Sam or something like that Sam it's I am or something like that I can't remember it means end of summer basically oh um but yeah like that so when he talks about how they could just be living on the same Plane. planet yeah, but like yeah, yeah. in a different plane like a higher dimension a f- like a frequency that we can't see with our eyeballs like our brain is just a processing machine that we only perceive reality as it's being projected out of our eyeballs right you know but it's like wearing a vr headset in your living room exactly you you, you can't see your couch even which is sometimes. why there's all these you know the simulation theories that we're just like in a in a game like there's so much more but we can't see it because we chose to come in like with these bodies or whatever i don't want to get into all that because that's all like different belief systems and stuff but my point is that like there's a lot of ancient cultures and references to this in ancient texts um where where like they knew that there was other dimensions living on top of us that there were some parts there were some times of the year where it's very thin and you can see them or whatever they could they they and we were much more in touch with nature and um less disrupted by you know distractions cell phones all this stuff that maybe we would hinder our ability to be aware of that stuff now i don't know i I, mean i i don't know anything i i'm strictly always been under the category of i don't i don't know anything i haven't got unless there's like hard evidence of some shit where like you know i know that a car exists i drive one you know that's some hard evidence I'm very familiar with, but I can admire a guy who says, Hey, if you guys think I'm full of shit, investigate it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I admire that. I really like that. But you know, to me, otherwise, what the hell does he get out of this shit? Like, I mean, politicians have said that though, and they have means to cover up a lot of shit. So yeah, I know, but what's in it for this guy? This guy's yeah. got his name dragged out there. Like his name's been dragged nonstop in all the traditional media outlets uh-huh. nonstop. Right. And he's just saying, investigate my claims then. Just go check it out. Like, yeah. I can't say unless I'm talking to someone who's read in. Yeah. So. 
go check it out. Yeah, I lean and more. And the public deserves to know. I lean more with, I mean, with the stuff he's saying, I don't have a problem with. I guess I'm just, the only thing I'm skeptical, skeptical about is the timing of it. Like, I'm ready for classified, by the way, to go away. Like, why now? The people deserve to know what the hell is going on. Yeah. I look, Or do I, they? Oh, I no, I'm tired of it. Yeah. I'm tired of the gatekeeping. Because like Bob Lazar says that after everything he went through, he wouldn't have done it like, it, like over again. About- Wait, can I finish? He says that like he said, maybe the people don't deserve to know because he did it out of like feeling like the people deserve to know. But then after the vitriol that he received, it's like, well, maybe people are just happy being in their bubble of not knowing. But it's the way that the our government, right, uh-huh. coalesces to retaliate against these people, Edward Snowden style. Yeah. It took me a while for my dad to even think that Edward Snowden wasn't a criminal. But like a while. Yeah. They because like it works to, like, really well. Yeah. And, and Assange too. It's like it works so well when they just come out and say like people died because these guys were leaking. They were all dying. And like these guys just like gave away our service people and shit like that. Yeah. Nothing. None of it's ever been proven true. None of it's ever been confirmed. They just say that shit and echo it enough times and then people you just fall for branded, it. Yeah. Get branded that way and it works. It works really, really it well. It really works. Yeah. It does. And, and so so someone like Lazar coming out, he's not just talking to Joe Public. He's talking to Joe Public getting propagandized by big government, and that's the thing about it that pisses me off the most. Yeah. It's not a fair trial. Right. So, you know, I understand the sentiment from Bob Lazar because he's pissed at Joe Public for being, like, weaponized. Uh Uh-huh. But I blame the guy who's pushing the buttons. Oh, absolutely. But are you going to be able to change the whole dynamic of... Of them being able to control the narrative of what people think. No, nah, I just want crypto to win. So, like, I just think that all of it comes down to. Uh, I can look into all of this as much as I want, but it's not going to change anything. Yeah, you know that, that's what it all comes down to. Is like that's why I think conspiracy theories are fun to delve into because ultimately, even the most convincing ones, where I'm like, wow, like that's interesting. I have no questions i don't know what else to ask that would further prove it or whatever i i still don't know like i still don't know solidly and there's never going to be someone confirming it yeah because they don't for whatever reason that's been chosen not to to know yep you know i don't know classic i don't know okay i always revert to i don't know fair yeah well, that's all the time we have for folks. Let us know in the comments what you think about the whole yeah, legit. UFO. F- I, I honestly, I keep an open mind to everything. I don't think that like in a galaxies of billions of trillions of stars that all have solar systems and planets, like the odds of there not being intelligent life outside of Earth are very slim. So I 100% believe there there is. And I do believe that if there is, they've been here there's just too much, too many witnesses and stuff to certain things. My problem is that I'm very biased because I really want to believe so bad. Yeah. And I, but I know that about myself. I guess the, what's, I go in like, what are the odds more likely? Like, right. Like the odds that we are the only intelligent life in the entire universe. You think that that's more likely than there being at least one or two other intelligent species, you know? So to, like I feel like the odds are more likely that there's intelligent life and if there is 
then that they there's be some advanced civilizations that have better technology than we have that are able to come over here. My hope is that because there's other intelligent life on Earth, that yeah. that, that is true, right? So yeah. Like, yeah, like there's dolphins and there's like fucking chimpanzees and shit. Yeah, that's a whole other thing is that there, there's so much, the depths of our seas have not been explored. No. And a lot of these like UFO sightings, UAP sightings, have been said to come out of the water. Yeah. Like they were reported by Navy officers, yes. naval officers, that um, they said that there's just something faster than anything they've ever seen a human create. Uh, moving that was David at, Fravor, yeah. Yeah, moving underwater, and then it shoots out of the sky yep. and up and, and disappears. Yep. So what are those? We don't know. They aren't extraterrestrial because they're from here. Maybe. We don't know. They could be extra-dimensional. It could be, or because are they from here? Or did they did they just come here from the they, water? Or is it unmanned machinery? We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. So are that's they AIs? Why. Is it ChatGPT? That's why. Let us know in the comments. I always resort to, you know, I don't know, but it's interesting. Yeah, it certainly sure is, is it, interesting. It's the great mystery. That's the best thing. It's also, the uncharted team, territory. Team Admiral Bird, Team Secret Diary, boom, mic drop. I don't know. I have some questions. Google it. Because <laughs> Google is definitely like yeah. a source of open information. Exactly. All right. And why on Google? Check us out on Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com slash sticky. Nothing helps the show more. Thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you guys on the next one. Peace. Bye bye.